you're listening to the From Grassroots to the Glory podcast, hosted by Didier Lemieux, providing an in-depth look into the behind the scenes of the Victorian Athletic League. Welcome to the From Grassroots to Glory podcast. I'm Didier Lemieux, and thank you for listening. I'm really excited for this episode today. At the young age of just 21, the achievements of this young athlete are huge. Business owner, store gift winner, and now Australian representative. A studying physio and an all-round fantastic person. This episode will be sure to light a spark of motivation in you and thrive you to achieve more. So please welcome to the pod, Carla Bull. Fantastic to have you on this morning, Carla. Welcome to Fix on Sport. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, let's just start with a bit of an introduction to yourself. Uh, just explain to the viewers and the listeners um, a bit about you, a bit about who you are uh, and what you've been up to so far in your running career. Yeah, um, my name is Carla Bull. I'm from the Gold Coast um, and I won the Women's Store Gift in 2022, so last year's Store Gift. Fantastic, yeah, that's that's a pretty big achievement already uh, to kick things off and we'll chat about the Store Gift a little bit later on uh, in the podcast. Um, but look, you're a bit more than just a runner uh, in the VAL. You're, a study, a st- you're studying uh, to be a physio. You've got your own business as well, which is fantastic. Um, and congratulations on, on that endeavor too. Um, and to top it all off, you're heading off to China very soon to represent Australia. What a fantastic opportunity that is. I am, yes. Uh, I'm so stoked to be going over to China to represent Australia. Um, it's getting really close now. It felt so far away for a long time and then it just kind of jumped and now I'm leaving in about two weeks. So I'm really excited. Yeah, brilliant. And what is that competition over there, just for those that don't know about it? Um, yeah, so it's World Uni Games over um, in Chengdu in China. Fantastic. And uh, so you're representing your uni, obviously, for that. Um, what other athletes are heading over with you? Um, there's a few others. So Christy Edwards is the other female um, in the 200 metres. Um, sorry, I don't, know, I don't know too many of them. That's right. There's a list, I think there's... 30-something um, track, track and field athletes going over. Um, I think there's about 98 Australian competitors overall in all the sports going over. Fantastic. That's amazing. And for you, what's your you know, expectations heading into it? Yeah, um, definitely a PB. That's, that's the main goal, getting there, um, running faster. Um, it's going to be a big change going over there where – it's pretty cold right now. Yeah. Um, it's about 30 degrees and humid over in China. So it's going to be a massive difference, but um, hopefully a good difference being in the heat and racing over there. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, our, our, my goal is to make the finals. We have heats in these finals. My goal is to make the final um, with some PBs in there as well. Um, and I think we will have a four-by-one relay team. So that will be a really good thing to do as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity, as we said. 
how does you know how does one go about qualifying for for that team? Because it's a bit different, I'd imagine, to you know your other representative teams of Australia um, being within the university scheme of things. So, what's like the qualifying criteria for that? Um, it's fairly similar. So we had to go to the track nationals, so just the main track nationals that we have, um, and it goes off placing in there as well as your qualifying time. Um, you can also go to uni nationals, but it's not it's not actually something that you have to do. It's just the main track nationals. Um, so our qualifying time for the challenge was twenty three seventy, um, and yeah, you just have to make that time and nominate to go over. Brilliant. Well, we congratulate you, and we uh, wish you all the best for that as well. Um, let's transition a bit to your your time in the VAL. So. For, for what it's worth in terms of the context of time, you're still pretty fresh to the VAL overall. Uh, prior to winning you know, Stall in 2022, you only raced at Maribyrnong prior to that. So you know, being based in Queensland, what was, I suppose, the, the strategy around heading down to Melbourne to compete? Yeah, um, going into Melbourne was very uncharted territory for me. Um, so it was exciting in that way, but yeah, we really didn't know what to expect going down, um, I hadn't raced a lot, a lot of those girls, um, and it was a really new environment. Um, so I think starting the weekend off with the 70 metre was a good thing because I did quite well in that and felt good and it gave me confidence for the 120. So, yeah, that was really good. Sure, yeah. And for those of people that don't know 100%, you actually started um, running in beach, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up um, in surf life saving, surf life saving and track and field were my sports as a kid. Um, Mum and dad got us involved in that, which was really good. Um, I did that all through well, most of school um, and then kind of towards the end of school, I dropped off on that a little bit. Um, still training in track, but not so much on the beach. And then, yeah, when I moved to the Gold Coast was when COVID happened as well. So I just wasn't racing. Um, I didn't rejoin the next season. Um, so I had, yeah, just kind of, it just ended up moving away from that after moving out of home. Um, and then this last season I re-signed up because the girls are having heaps of fun and I want to join in. So I re-signed up this season. Um, yeah, which was good. Yeah, fantastic. And you know, there's been a lot of, Australian athletes who have started, you know, in the sands, moved onto the grass and then onto track and have done some amazing things. Um, the name that comes to mind straight away is Bree Masters. You know, that's probably the one that everyone knows about. Um, so I suppose, you know, there's a huge, huge opportunity coming from sand. You know, you build up all that strength in the quads, especially. The sand's not an easy thing to run on. Um, and then, you, you know, you transition into grass. So for you, what have been the major differences and I suppose what things have you seen work well transitioning from beach, coming across the grass and then onto track as well? Um, yeah, I think from surf life saving, the main things that I got out of that was um, a lot more speed endurance and keeping this, keeping your speed. Um, it's not the same as on track where you might have like heats and semis and then finals the next day. It's heats, semis, probably another round and then finals straight after each other on the beach. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, you really need to be able to keep the speed through all the rounds. So that's probably the biggest thing um, because I did train on track. I didn't really train on the sand when I competed on the beach. Um, so I still grew up on a grass track at home. So that's pretty much all, where all of my training is from, which I'm sure helped with stall as well, being on the grass for so many years. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so you must love coming to the VAL and you've got, you know, especially Easter time, you've got days break between, you know, heats and, and semis and you've got you know, a fair time between semi and final. What a contrast that is compared to the compared to the sand yeah. far out. Beaches <laughs> just go, go, go. Yeah, that's, that's pretty intense. Far out. And, you know, as I said before, sand running in general is intense and you go back to back and you've got to perform every time. Um, credit to you for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about stall. 2022 Easter weekend. Going into that, what were the expectations for you? Yeah, um, I think being a stall gift, it's hard to have expectations like you would possibly on the track or on the beach. Um, you, you know where you stand a little bit more. So stall gift is a big change from that. Um, I mean, everyone goes there with a single goal in mind. You you want to win the store gift. Um, but I think it's really hard to have expectations around it. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't until I really started racing that weekend that, um, yeah, I, I really got into it. And, yeah, we had the 71st, and that, that did give me confidence for the 120 after that. Um, 70 metres is a little bit short for me, so... I ran well there. I was, yeah, really interested in the 120. Um, sure. And then, yeah, it was just kind of just try and keep going all three days, um, keep the body in good condition to be able to race on finals day. And, yeah. So you're at the blocks, you know, still gift final. You've done it through the heat. You've done it through the semi. Now you're at the blocks. You've got the TV cameras everywhere, you know, 13 seconds from glory. You know, 13 seconds away from you know, a real life-changing event being you know, etched into the, the sporting landscape of Australia, into the history of Australian sport. You know, everyone knows Stall Gift winners. You know, everyone knows what Jason Richardson did, for example, and I, your name could be up there alongside those names of the past. 13 seconds away from, you know, at your age of 19 at the time, a life-changing amount of money and $40,000. So what's going through your head as you're standing there staring down the track? Yeah, um, it was a lot. <laughs> um, but really the main thing on that line was I was just trying to take it all in. Um, the nerves were obviously massive, um, but it's a privilege to have them. And if you can control them um, and put them to good use, I think I do really well when I can just relax and just really take in the atmosphere, take in... You know, there's heaps of people around. It was a cold day. Um, but I was staying on that line next to the girls and just feeling really excited and really privileged to be able to be there on that line and preparing for that race. So um, you see a lot of people when they warm up, headphones on, get really, um, really in their head about the race and, and which works for a lot of people. Um, but it's definitely something that I cannot do. If I am too by myself or um, going over the race too many times, uh, it's I psych myself out and it doesn't, it doesn't work. So I really need to be there. I need to have someone to chat to occasionally, just go through the motions in my warm-up and just take it in. That's, um, that's how I perform best. So that's what was in my head going into it and then on the line as well. Yeah. And there's some similarities there. We spoke with Ramona Casey last week. And she was describing to us saying that the day of the 400 meter final just gone 2023, she woke up and she was just floating and she was just 
everything didn't matter. It was just, she was in the moment, just enjoying it, super relaxed. And she said that so many people had described that sensation to her previously, but she had never felt it until that day. And as we know, you know, she went and she performed amazingly and got the 400 meter win. So was that similar sensation, something that you experienced on Easter Monday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like everything just kind of aligned and it was just, yeah, you were meant to be there, you were meant to be feeling that way and, yeah, it was, it was really great. Yeah. So going to the race now, you've fired down the track, 13 seconds of absolute amazing skill and power execution. It was such a tight finish, super, super tight. No one knew who won it going across the line. How is that feeling? Describe that feeling of you've crossed the line, you know it's close, you know you've got a high chance of having that win. And then to finally hear your name be, um, you know, come across the speakers as the winner. What was that feeling like? Yeah, um, it's, I mean, you hear it all the time. It's you know, a feeling that just sinks in straight away. You, you're feeling a hundred different things. Um, as you said, yeah, crossing that line, it, it was incredibly close. Um, you couldn't be 100% sure that it was you <laughs> and you definitely didn't want to celebrate then. And so I was just kind of standing there like, what do I do? Can I, <laughs> can I be happy about this? Um, and I didn't actually, I hadn't heard it over the speaker yet, but my team came running in and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's really just a moment of, Wow, we just won that. Um, yeah, and that's that's really all that you can fully process in the moment because there's just so much going on. It's crazy. When did it really kick in for you that you had won the stall gift? Um, not for a long time after. You, it, it was still that same feeling of just um, taking in the in uh, in the atmosphere um, and enjoying it and just going through everything after, the media after, um, chain to Jace, everything there, um, taking it in with friends and the team and family. Um, and then even to that, that night with the dinner and then over to Store Hotel, um, yeah, it definitely doesn't sink in then. And I don't think it did at all while I was in Melbourne. It would have been once I was back home and really thought about it and went, wow, that just happened this weekend. Um, yeah, not for a little while after. Yeah. So $40,000, right? As a 19 year old, what do you do with $40,000? Because it's a ton of money at that age. It is, yes. Um, it's a life changing event stall, being able to provide that for the winners. Um, and yeah, I, I put it towards, um, well, I use it to open my own women's gym in Gold Coast. We just opened in April um, and yeah, that was a goal. I'd said before, before Saul, that was something that I was looking at doing and I wanted to build up to be able to do. And going into stall, um, I went, all right, if I win, that's what I'm doing. So then yeah, I got to work on that after. Yeah, and it's been very successful so far from, from the looks of things online. You've got a strong social media following already, which is fantastic. What was the main goal behind wanting to open a studio? Um, yeah, uh, really just passion about, uh, we're passionate about working with women at all stages through the lifespan. So your juniors, introducing them to strength training um, all throughout the age of the changing woman's body and then 
elderly classes as well um, to, you know, maintain muscle mass, bone density. Strength training is such an important thing. So it's working with women throughout the lifespan, um, encouraging them to lift weights and feel confident in their gym environment. So really it's a women's gym because if we can help them feel confident in their environment, then um, I feel like women are a lot more likely to go out there and really try and smash their goals and keep lifting heavier weights. Yeah, For sure. And you know, the post-COVID period and what we're, we're seeing now as well, you know, it's not been the easiest you know, economically, financially for, for a lot of people and a number of businesses. Um, I know from my perspective, you know, entering into the, the business world in this time period hasn't been easy, of course, and I'm, I'm assuming it's the same for you. So what's it been like so far being the experience of a business owner in the Gold Coast as opposed to you know, potentially other places in Australia? Have you had you know, a lot of tough times so far, early days? Um, how has it been for you so far? What have experienced? What experience have you had so far? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's very stressful. Um, you know, running a business already, you you always have a never-ending to-do list. You always have heaps of things on. So um, when you're working really hard to even have people coming in the first place, it's it's a stressful thing. It's hard. Um, and yeah, it's something that we've been working on. A lot really just trying to get the word out I think is really the biggest thing um get the word out let people know that it's there and then yeah once they come in that um I hope that what we've got in place and what we provide keeps them there so I think yeah the stressful part is bringing people in and definitely the business side um is a lot it's a it's a big thing um but then once I'm in there coaching or yeah, I'm sure for you as well. Once you're in there doing what what you're there to do, it just you just go. Oh, this is this is why I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's hundred percent a roller coaster of emotions from everywhere, you know. And yeah, hundred percent correct. A never ending to do list. It's just you, you think you're near the end of it, but then you flip the page over and there's you know another twenty things to do. So um, I can hundred percent relate to you in that in that situation. So I guess for you, what's the dream client that you would you'd love to have? You'd love to look after in your business. I know you said you know all the way through the the lifespan, you know all the way from the introduction to strength training, all the way through to the elderly. What would be like the dream client for you to look after and and, and help improve in their life? Um, yeah, it's a client that that is really interested in strength training and wants wants to go ahead with that strength training. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions around strength training, um, and obviously my job there is to um, guide them from those misconceptions. Um, and then once they're in a position where they're yeah they want to go for it, they're in there three to five times a week. They want to be trained. They want to be pushed. There's that intensity in the session. Um, they're the best sessions for me when. Um, I can I can really push that person and yeah I, I don't feel unsure about whether um, yeah whether they're really into it that type of training. So, sure. Um, people people like different styles of training. I think you know there's your CrossFit gyms, um, more hit styles or circuit styles or strength training. Um, so once you get the client that's really interested in your style of training, um, you can you can do crazy things from there. It's really good. Yeah. No, I definitely 100% agree on that. And I suppose you know, there's a lot of myths as well within your industry. Uh, a lot of you know, ideas that people think, you know, well, you know, it's benefiting me, but in reality, it probably isn't. So for you, what would you say is the, the biggest myth 
that people need to stop believing and they need to, you know, put in effort into remove it from their lifestyle pretty much. Yeah. Um, there's probably two around strength training that are big misconceptions. Um, one is that strength training isn't or, or weight lifting weights isn't something that should be involved in weight loss. So, you know, everyone's first thought with weight loss straight away is cardio, cardio, cardio. Um, and if you compare the two in a session, you probably will burn more calories in a singular cardio session than you will in a singular strength training session. Um, but long-term, strength training is what um, helps you lose that, that fat percentage and keep it down long-term. Um, so that's a big thing there. And then also when people start strength training, um, I get comments about, oh, I don't want to do that exercise because I don't want to get toned, like, or I don't want to get too big or anything like that. So strength training is not just going to build your biceps like crazy straight away. Um, you like you, you can look at any athlete. We strength train all the time. And um, unless you're trying to actually put on weight to, to build a lot of muscle, which is a hard thing to do, mm. um, yeah, you're not just going to bulk up straight away. Exactly right. And you made the, the perfect connection there. Every athlete goes to the gym. Every athlete does strength training. Um, but there, there is a reason why your marathon runners are nowhere near as big as your powerlifters. And it's to do, as you said, with, with the end goal. What is the end goal in mind? Um, and you know, that's the basis of any good training program is, is the end goal. So, yeah, really good misconceptions there to, to pass out. Um, yeah. You can use weight in weight loss doesn't do any it's not any better or worse compared to to cardio uh it helps all just the same uh and the same as what you're saying there with you know you can use weightlifting in a variety of aspects too so yeah brilliant so here's a bit of a funny question for you i'm sure a lot of your clients will love hearing this what would be the worst excuse that you hear on a constant basis all the time about why they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be doing that what do you hate hearing all the time from everyone and you just want it to like be removed completely? What would that one thing be? Um, I, well, you can take one that, um, I mean, everyone has the time constraint thing, um, but exercise 100% should be a priority for everyone which is why we look at working with women across the lifespan. So it's introducing early and keeping that momentum going throughout your lifespan. So um, men, male or female, um, you really should be exercising. There, there isn't an excuse for that. Um, people are busy. It's, yeah, everyone's always busy. Um, but strength training itself um, can prevent so many conditions and illnesses further down the track and it can um, remedy some that you may currently have. So it's such an important thing to have in your routine as well. Yeah. So what can people do about that time constraint? Is it a thing that they can look in on their own schedules and, and find time? What would you suggest to, to get around that? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's planning it into your routine. So whether it, it is getting up half an hour earlier to go for that walk or um, maybe while your kids at gymnastics or while your kids somewhere instead of sitting in the car or sitting there waiting, then you can go do a session. Um, whether you go for a run, you go to the gym, you go for a walk, 
Um, it's finding little habits in your lifestyle that you can swap out for for exercise or for a different habit. Um, it's, yeah, it's uh, planning. Sit, sit down, write down what you do in a week and go, okay, maybe this can be swapped out or maybe I can fit it in here. Yeah. Fantastic advice, Carla. That's brilliant. And for you personally, where can you see the business going in the next three years or what are you wanting to achieve in the next three years within your business? Yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal with the business is really to create um, a community of, of empowered women. So create a really beautiful um, community. And I mean, in terms of expanding with the business long term, um, it wouldn't be so much to move to a bigger place because we'd like to keep that small group training environment. Um, it would be to uh, get a second location and really just continue building building that community um, and helping women exercise and, and see the benefits of it. Fantastic. Now we, we wish you all the best. Uh, I'm sure all the listeners do and everyone involved in the VAL wish you all the best for the business um, because you know, you, you're doing the right things. You got in nice and young and early um, and you know, no doubt you're still learning every day different things. So um, you know, it's only exciting to see what will happen in the next three to five years for you and with the business as well. So going back towards the running side of things now, something that you're looking to try and get into, into representing Australia, is that a goal that's on the mind for you or are your goals set a bit elsewhere? Um, yeah, it is something that's a goal for me. Um, this year, making my first two Australian sides, um, I, I got selected for a European tour as well as the Uni Games. Um, so, unfortunately, I can only do one, but so I'm going to the Uni Games, but um, looking forward to wearing the green and gold and representing Australia and racing on that international scale um, is something that I'm really excited and really happy about. Um, and training um, yeah training's gone to a whole other level this season so um, yeah it's definitely to see where that goes and to to continue bringing that time down is a big goal of mine sure and outside of the long term heading into this forthcoming season what's the goals for you um yeah um I think looking at it after after China so We'll see what we can um, manage in China and then it's kind of go from there. And time-wise, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so just keep bringing that time down is really the focus. And right now there's so many technical things in my race where I know that, um, yeah, if I can get that improved, then there's a lot of room to bring that time down. So... Um, just focusing on them, going to season, um, hopefully going back to Melbourne again. Um, it's such a great weekend, so definitely love to continue going there. Um, yeah, go from there. Yeah, and will we be seeing you outside of Stall in Victoria or anywhere else, or is Stall mainly the only one that you'll be heading for this upcoming season, do you think? Um, well, we yeah, we went to quite a few uh, as a squad this season. Um, before stall, which was really great. We had a couple of day trips to Melbourne, so it was a bit full on these days. Um, so, yeah, definitely love to do that again. And um, the whole squad in enjoyed those trips. Um, we even did a couple up here in, uh, in, Gold uh, in Queensland, just around Gold Coast and surrounding areas um, before heading down to Melbourne. There's a couple up here um, that we, yeah, started with as well. So definitely... Um, it's really exciting to see the other locations before heading to Stool as the big race at the end of the season. Yeah. 
and we're looking forward to seeing you and your squad down here uh, once again because you, you always bring the heat, always bring the energy. Uh, so yeah, very much looking forward to that. Well, Carla, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your busy day because I know you are super busy and you're heading off to China very, very shortly as well. Uh, so everything's happening for you. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Um, for everyone wanting to follow your journey as you head over to China, where can they find you online? Um, yeah, my Instagram is um, CarlaBull and then our studio Instagram is Empowered Strength and Fitness. Fantastic, yeah. And definitely go and follow the studio because uh, you're putting out some amazing content online um, and I can guarantee that um, not just women, men as well will find value in the posts that you put out there. So uh, yeah, thank you again for your time. Appreciate everything that you've spoken about this morning. Uh, wishing you the best of luck the upcoming season, for your time in China, uh, and for the business as well over the coming years. And we'll talk very, very soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for having me.